shit. Here we go again. Looking to expand your playlist? Well, Fat Bulls Radio has got you covered. Lose your religion with Reverend Jess and Deacon Sam over on the Church Absurd. Hear nerd culture get dissected on the fickle fanboy with RPM. Grab a drink and some laughs with the designated drinkers. Hear some solid interviews on Unseriously Serious. Do you want to get involved? Send your rant to the League of Infuriated Nerds. Also, check out the Fat Bulls Radio Associated shows. Get your not safe for work talk radio fix on the Robin Slim Show. Get some life advice from Jerry and Callan from the bottom. And hear podcasts. Podcast get roasted by the P-Bros on Tea on the Pods. All these shows and more await you at Fat Lowell's Radio. Available through all your favorite podcast apps or wherever podcasts are heard. Fat Lowell's Radio. Stuff full of entertainment. You're listening to The Fickle Fanboy. Brought to you by Fat Lowell's Radio. You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much! Ah! I'm gonna kick your ass. Hey everybody and welcome to the Fickle Fanboy. I am your host, RPM, and with me as always, a man who, if he was any farther up his own ass, he could lick his tonsils, Reverend Jess. Mutilated lips give a kiss on the wrist of the worm-like tips of tentacles expanding in my mind. I'm fine accepting only fresh brine. You can get another drop of this. Yeah, you wish. Yeah, looks like Reverend Jess is broken, folks, so uh, we'll be seeing ya. Mutilated lips give a kiss on the wrist of the worm-like tips of tentacles expanding in my mind. I'm fine accepting only fresh brine. You can get another. Come back to us. Sorry. Sorry, what's going on? <laughs> oh, I mean, we're we're recording. You know, uh, we're yeah, guy just I we're we're covering we're covering the Ween Wrestling Federation, right? No, 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 no. Cuz let me tell you, the, let me tell you the Mollusk is one of the most amazing albums ever made and it inspired SpongeBob SquarePants. There's your Ween fact of the day. As if we needed a Ween fact. Hey, we are talking wrestling cuz I thought that uh, we would Actually, yeah, the WWF, the Ween Ween Wrestling Federation. Close, close. Because I actually had the idea of throwing out a new segment yet again that I just kind of came up with on the fly after watching um, some pretty good shit on the network. And I thought, you know, this could be kind of a fun convo. I tentatively have begun calling it Rebooking the territories, although a lot of the shit that we will talk about isn't from the territory days. Basically, I just wanted to take, you know, I mean, whether it be current wrestlers, angles, um, maybe even pick some shit from the past and just kind of riff on it, rebook it, reimagine it, 
whether we'd put someone else in the uh, angle altogether, maybe talk a little bit about what it would be like now, although considering the state of the product as a whole, um, depending on the federation that did any of these things, um, I'm sure we could find a way to make it better as well as a way to fuck it up. Well, and what we're going to do, we're, we have to have some guidelines for this little segment. Number one, we can only use the roster that is active at the time of whatever event we are rebooking. No, I thought we'd go ahead and even include, you know, whether we thought it would work in another era. That's one thing, but I'm saying when we're rebooking the actual event itself. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean we're not we're not going to fucking we're not going to talk about fucking the reformation of the NWO and WWF or E and we're we're not going to fucking take someone from Smoky Mountain Wrestling or, you know, yeah. the NWA or if we talk about how it would work in another era, again, at that point we'll even stick with people who are in that era as well. Basically what we're saying is we're not going to have Finn Balor attacking Hulk Hogan. No. No, no. And I I think we should have the main event that we are talking about still happen the way that it happens, but we just change things up. Mm. But the base idea is still there. I mean, in the end, yeah, but I mean, there will be talk about if we rebook anybody else in certain angles, we'll talk about what the culmination of it could be outside of what we got i mean yeah i i agree but what i'm what i'm saying is that we can't do a thing where it's just like stone cold is not going to get hit by a car stone cold has to get hit by a car oh yeah yeah what's gonna happen actually that's the angle we're looking at today but no i agree you know and even if we talk about who else could be booked in such an angle and make it work someone's getting hit by a fucking car if we ever cover uh when the horseman bombarded dusty and broke his fucking arm out there in the parking lot. Someone's getting their arm broken. You know, I mean, that kind of shit. I mean... Exactly. Yeah. It, it, we're not going to completely and totally change it. We might find ways to tweak it, make it better. But we're not going to rewrite it to the point where it looks nothing like what it was. But, yeah, like I said, in this first uh, first go-round... Just to kind of test the waters and dip our dip our feet in the pool, so to speak. I thought that we would go with something somewhat simplistic with who ran over Stone Cold. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ain't Give give us a little bit of background, if you will. Okay, so are are we talking are, are we talking kayfabe or are we talking real life? Because there's there's a the real life story is pretty tragic. Eh, mix and match it a little bit. Give us a little bit of both. Okay, so uh, Owen Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin had a match a few years earlier, and to his credit, Owen's always been a good worker. But Owen does have a tendency to uh, have a botch every now and then. And uh, yeah, this botch ended up with Stone Cold taking a pile driver when he was way too low and his neck ended up getting compressed and he ended up going to the fucking hospital that night. Everything was relatively fine, even though he shouldn't have been able to walk in like, to the fucking hospital that way. Uh, he still did. 
and everything was all fine. They, they patched him up and uh, sent him on his merry way. Well, his neck never really fully recovered from that. Eventually, it got to a point where his neck was hurting him substantially. So Stone Cold goes out into a parking lot one night and... I think it was at a pay-per-view, right? Survivor Series 1999. Ah, oh, gotcha. And uh, yeah, so Stone Cold goes out into a parking lot looking around and uh, all of a sudden wouldn't you know it a car drives into stone cold rendering him uh, unable to perform which also led to him not being able to participate in a championship match everything like that he had to vacate a title all that jazz but realistically the reason that he took the the header on the car was because he had to get neck surgery and he was going to be out for a while so they decided to write him off of TV that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everything's all fine and dandy, but then it became a long-winded question of who hit Stone Cold with the car. He was currently feuding with The Rock at the time, uh, so a lot of people thought maybe The Rock had done it. He was also feuding with Triple H. Some people thought Triple H had done it. Some people thought The Big Show had done it. But it was finally revealed that it was the man himself the man in the giant thong, Rikishi. I did it for him. The Rock. Yes, he did it for the people. <clears throat> Saying that the reason that he did it was because Samoan wrestlers are not taken care of in WWF. And finally, the island man that The Rock was was finally getting the spotlight. So he wanted to protect the spotlight for The Rock. Uh, Are most wrestlers taken care of in WWE? I mean, especially when they're wrestlers that aren't lily white. I mean, I'm ju- just saying. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, it, it continues on. Everything's all fine and dandy. Turns out that it wasn't actually Rikishi that did it. It, it They revealed that it was The Rock, wasn't it? it like, I, I think it was, it was either The Rock or Triple H, one of those two. But it was revealed that uh, Rikishi took the fall... I can't fucking make this oh, shit up. It's so fucking stupid. But uh, but yeah, so there it is. Yeah, you know, I I think you're right. I think it was, uh, or at least ended up being Triple H. And I don't know about you, but I had a, a very short list of about two or three candidates, depending on how you look at it, that uh, already could have been better than what we got, uh, or at least, you know, gotten to the point a little quicker. Yeah. And based on who Stone Cold was feuding with before and or after and who was in the match that he was going to be in on the night that he got run over, I had, like I said, a very short list, but a list of who would have been better or a better fit as a possible assailant. And I will say one of them was Triple H. Whether it be kayfabe or not, was he had he been with Stephanie at that point yet? Yeah, yeah, he had already taken her to a to a Las Vegas drive through. <laughs> God, let's that's a, that's another one. If if people like this uh, segment, that, that's another one that I mean, uh, maybe we will if we get drunk enough, we'll cover. Yeah. All right. So after after Triple H was uh, after Triple H was revealed to be behind Rikishi's orders, they then changed it up to angle Kurt angle being the one to have hit him with a car 
He had so many damn people behind that goddamn wheel. What the fuck? It wasn't that yeah. big of a car. It's just, it's all fucked. But yeah. Okay, so how would you have uh, handled this? Or Is there anybody that they didn't have behind the wheel eventually at some point or another that you would have gone with? Okay, so I'm I'm taking a look at, at what exactly the roster was in 1999. Yeah, cause I, I because I did the same, and I have obviously the one the one to actually have behind the wheel is not able to be in there because he was dead at this point. So yeah, because I I would have had Owen Hart behind the wheel. That had actually crossed my mind before I did my own research and looked at who was still on the roster at this point. I have one candidate that stands above the others that I'd come up with. But I just wanted to see what you thought to begin with before I laid it on you. For sure. Okay, so you have some potential here. Because you did have Brian Christopher on the roster at this point. Yeah. So Austin has always been BFFs with JR. Not so much with Jerry Lawler. So you could have potential there, you know, to be like, you know, oh, Brian Christopher took him out of action. But then again. Brian Christopher was also a massive fucking drug addict, so more than a little unreliable. Yeah, at the time. So you have the whole idea of Test and Stephanie. They were supposed to get married and stuff like that. And let me do a quick uh, a quick look here. December nineteen ninety nine is when it happened. Yep. All right, so the first thing I would do is I would set that a little bit earlier because Survivor Series 99 was was a month previous. Uh-huh. And what I would do, you could have the whole test wedding and everything like that with uh, Stephanie and, and Triple H and everything like that a month previous to Survivor Series because nothing really happened with test after that wedding didn't happen. So the idea, because the reason Stone Cold was taken out of the equation was because Triple H didn't want to face him in the triple threat against The Rock. Instead, we have it so Test is the one that hits Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then the reason that he did that was so that Triple H could win the title so that he could challenge him for the belt. And this leads to essentially a main event run for Test because after this, he really lost his steam. Like, he was basically buried after that happened. Yeah. Now, the likelihood of this actually going over and, and test winning is highly unlikely because literally the only reason this whole thing happened was to get Hunter over. Yeah. But I think that's one direction you could take it where it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and as far as uh, Triple H and Steph goes, I mean, I had that you could maybe even have, at that point, Stephanie had started to get a lot more airtime than she was used to in years prior. And she was about to be in the middle of that whole daddy's little girl gone bad bullshit, right? Yeah, Stephanie, really, realistically, <clears throat> the good girl gone bad routine. Rihanna owes everything to Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> I mean, but my point is, you could have really strapped a rocket to that bastard and put it in the hyperdrive to an insane amount by having her be the driver. Oh, Stephanie? Either Stephanie or with daddy's money, so to speak, have her and Triple H pay someone off for it. But you could have had them pay off. If they were going to pay someone off, they could have paid someone 
a lot better than fucking Rikishi to do it. And that yeah. kind of goes to my first pick above all. And um, it might surprise some. I hope it doesn't surprise you too much, but Big Show. Okay. I mean, Big Show was kind of a lackey right around this time, well, so it would have made sense. It would have made sense in that way. He had debuted just earlier that same year. That St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and when I say debuted, I mean for his you know, WWE run. He had had a background or at least momentary allegiance in some way, shape, or form with Vince. I mean, because, I mean, that was how he debuted. And C, he was the one that ended up taking the place of Stone Cold in that match during the pay-per-view that this happened on. So what you're saying is essentially it's the, the idea is that, you know, he only did it so he could get a spot in that championship match. Yeah, uh, and I fucking forgot. D, didn't he end up winning that match or at least getting the championship title shortly thereafter? Wasn't it either uh, that night or if it wasn't that night, it was not long after that he ended up becoming champion. Yeah, I mean, well, here, let me... Professional wrestling career, blah, 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 blah. Early career, New World Order. He made his WrestleMania debut at WrestleMania 14. But it was somewhere in between that mania... And oh yeah, wait, he did win the champion that night. Ah, uh, ta-da! Bingo. All right, so you're and I mean, think about it. Whether he was paid by fucking Triple H and Steph, I would say the way to go about it is have it be that he took the money to hit him with the car and then double cross Triple H and won the championship from him. Yeah. What you could do with that is essentially have it be the reason that they faced off in January. Mm-hmm. So, like, have that be the case of, like, this is our rematch and Triple H wins the championship back, and you actually give the big show the push that he really needed when he first came in. Because when he came in, he was just sort of like an enforcer, really. So, I mean, this this would have given him a little bit more of a uh, standpoint, especially because at that point, Triple H would have been able to do some good spots with him at that point. Triple H would have been able to do some good spots with him. You still had his momentary allegiance with Vince so you could have spots with Vince you know what the fuck are you doing trying to take out arguably our biggest star I mean because Vince never really liked Stone Cold but it was also you know well, yeah but what's best what for business it, what it what could, could be make money just have Vince be like a mastermind of the whole thing where he tells Paul to take the money and hit Stone Cold because you know you're still dealing with the fucking Stone Cold and, and McMahon feud at this point yeah, yeah, I mean, although I thought that, you know, the whole what are you doing trying to take out the company's biggest star could also be kind of a nice way to have some interaction between if Triple H had some kind of doings with it. You could have that with Vince and Stephanie, although I'm against giving Stephanie a mic if at all possible, but still. We interrupt this program to bring you a message from our sponsor. How's it going there, folks? It is your favorite co-host, Reverend Jess here, and I'm here to talk to you today about today's sponsor. That's right, is the one and only Counting Worm Shop, your one-stop shop for oddities and curiosity artwork, as well as amazing oddity jewelry, all available for a very fair price, man. And I'm telling you, you can find this shit online. It is Etsy.com slash shop slash Counting Worm Shop. If you're looking for them on Facebook, check out Counting Worm Shop on Facebook, or if you want something more 
more custom. Maybe you're more specific with the artwork you're looking for. Countingwormshop at gmail.com, and they will hook you up for the fairest of prices. They were kind enough to support this show and support this episode today. And thank you so much to Counting Worms for sponsoring this episode. And we will get right back to this episode right about now. What about this? Well, this is what I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So fucking uh big shit because vince is pissed off at triple h at this point because vince wanted you know stephanie to marry test god you, you ever just you ever just realize what you're saying as far as storylines go and you're just like this sounds fucking retarded i don't know about retarded but i will say it's sounded very far-fetched once i actually verbalize it back to myself and go oh what the wait what the fuck and we bought this shit right fucking a the 90s all right, so so you have it, so it's because like Vince is pissed off at Triple H, right? So he sends Big Show in to be like a fucking you know double agent to figure out what Triple H is wanting to do, and he decides that he's gonna take the fucking money, even though Austin, not Austin, but fucking McMahon tells him not to because you know you're taking out the biggest star, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking. Hits Austin with the car, double crosses Triple H to win the championship that night. And then you have like a backstage segment. You have a backstage segment and he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? Everything like that. Austin is the biggest fucking moneymaker in this business, blah, 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 blah. And Paul just fucking like Paul White just goes on a fucking tear as far as McMahon goes. Or he's just like, ever since I've, I've come in here, you've treated me like your little bitch. Now it's my time to shine. And that essentially is Big Show's first real big heel run. Yeah. Is essentially him turning on both, like double crossing both of them. And then you end up with a fragile alliance between Triple H and McMahon to try and bring Big Show down. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it around the time of the storyline or maybe even shortly before that we had the whole undertaker making stephanie's life a living hell vince is the higher power and all that other shit well i mean i think that that like i think that was 98 oh, okay but i mean you know that still wasn't insanely far removed from all this i mean it, it was yeah it was a little bit before but not so far before that you couldn't have had the chance to connect some dots and even possibly even had to depending on how you rebooked it Unless you have any fucking ideas how you would do that. I don't have any, but I'm just saying the aftermath and what you do in rebooking this storyline, it could have exploded into other storylines. You know, you could have had to rebook and tweak other storylines as well that were either before or after or, you know, some of the secondary shit that they were doing when they weren't paying attention to who ran over Stone Cold? Yeah. I don't know. Like, because you had this thing going on with the commissioner and everything like that, where, you know, Foley was basically. Yeah, and as much as I love Foley, I think I probably would have nixed all that, come up with something better for him to do. Yeah. I don't know. My whole deal is just like, I feel like there's definitely ways you could go about it where it's not going to be nearly as cheesy. But then again, we're talking 90s WWF, so everything is fucking cheesy. Yeah. You know. I don't know who you would have gotten or how you would have gone about this, but because of the whole daddy's princess gone bad and all this other shit, you did, as you've pointed out, you had Triple H 
and Stephanie, for lack of a better word, feuding against Vince in a way, you know, just kind of goading him and fucking him over in several ways, right? Yeah. What if, and this is just spitballing, I have nobody in mind for this shit or how you could make it work, but what if you had, remember when DX came out and did that whole promo in in the ring dressed up as Triple H was fucking Vince and HBK was Shane? Yeah, Shane. What if you had someone paid by Triple H, if it wasn't fucking him, in some sort of, I hate using the word disguise because it just sounds so hokey, even when you're dealing with wrestling, but basically trying to frame Vince. Okay. I mean, Vince has had his dealings with hating Stone Cold, you know, in the past, and Triple H would do just about anything to fuck him over and fuck with him. So, yeah. again, I don't know who you would have gotten to fill those shoes and how you would have made it seem plausible and not stupid as all goddamn holy hell. But And you, obviously, if you did that, you couldn't do fucking Big Show. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's that's one way to go. I mean, and you would have to, again, connect some dots. Um, even with Big Show, that was only a few months after the, the whole, it's me, Austin, it was me all along. Yeah. And so, you know, you have that. And then at that time, or around that time, wasn't it around that time that Big Show and, and uh, Taker were a... And I used the word tag team very loosely, but they had an alliance. Or was it shortly after all this shit? I, I don't fucking... But around, it was around that same time frame is basically my point. So, I mean, there, there are, again, dots that you'd have to connect. But I think that... Um, I think we might be onto something with some of these ideas. But what if you even went Vince? Vince did something, you know, paid someone off, promised someone an opportunity. Title shot. Yeah, title shot. Maybe even promised the Big Show. Maybe it was Vince that uh, put Big Show yeah, to... Figured and take him out of commission for a bit. Yeah, I, I think that that would have been um, maybe a good move. And that's, that's, that's the issue with some of this shit. There are so many ways that you could go with some of the shit that uh, sometimes it does make it a little bit interesting to still try and make it feasible. And not just feasible, but a good storyline. You don't want to put shit on TV. Well, I mean, I do feel like that's the best way to go about it as far as, um, like, putting Big Show in there. Because, you know, you won't see it coming, but I promise you'll know. I have big one other person that um, would have made some sense, but, I mean, it would have probably made less sense than any of the things that we've mentioned thus far. Someone made their debut in that same pay-per-view that Austin was run over. And at the time that he made his his debut, he was trying to be pushed as an all-American boy, you know, a, a whole... Chris Jericho? It was Chris Jericho. No, no, no. I'll give you a hint. Gilbert? He won a gold frickin' medal on a broken frickin' neck. M- Michael Phelps? Um, no. Was it was it the Blue Meanie? It was Kurt Angle, you dick. 
But I mean, in the meantime, after he uh, Austin was run over, they tried to give Kurt Angle, whether it succeeded or not, they tried to give him a huge baby face push. Yeah. And just shove him down our throats. So let's just say, for argument's sake, that they would have been able to succeed in the babyface push, and we were just, you know, done him right, and we were just gaga for him at the time. Were we? I said, if we were. I said, let's just say, for argument's sake, if that had happened. If he had then ended up saying that he was the one behind the wheel, it wouldn't have been on the same level, but it could have been a Hogan joining the NWO level turn. Well, and on top of that, on top of that, it could have been like a precursor to what happened with them during the invasion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the angle between, you know, angle versus stone cold feud. Where, you know, angle came out in the milk truck and recreated the beer truck yeah. thing. And I, I just, how can I put it? I just don't want it to be Rikishi no matter what. Because if it had been, I mean... It's got to be Rikishi because he did it for The Rock. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. If if they had done it with Rikishi, I just... Maybe they could have done it in some other way. They could have used their being cousins a little bit more prominently. But they could have also... Instead, they could have gone the exact opposite route. Say it came out that it was Rikishi. He did it for The Rock, and, you know, The Rock is like, fuck, I don't want any part of this shit. They could have actually made that ensuing, for lack of a better word, I don't even know if I'd call it a feud, because that's, that's an insult to other feuds, but they could have, instead, they could have gone the whole route of one or the other, whether it be Rock accusing Rikishi or Rikishi accusing Rock, of being a disgrace to the Samoan people. Yeah. Like, call him a sellout and shit. Yeah, I mean, you could have gone so much deeper with that and given it just a little bit more depth. You know, something for fans to blur the lines, you know? I mean, I, I love it when they take just enough of the truth and put it into storylines so then you can truly go, I feel like he could have meant that shit. Yeah. As jaded as I am, and as far gone as shit like kayfabe and and fucking the whole idea of it ever being real, if I have to use that term, I feel like they could truly fuck with things enough if they added that smidgen of truth in just about everything that they do. It really could help you to blur the line and, and suspend disbelief. Yeah, I mean, realistically, that's what a lot of 1990s wrestling is. And what it hasn't been since then. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things, you know? Okay, so now that we've really kind of covered this and everything around it as well as we could, and as deep as we could, my question to you is this. I want to pose this question. Do you feel that this angle could have been done at any other time in history, in the history of the business, and if so, who 
could have or would have done it, and who would have they run over? I, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't think you could. And the reason I say this is because I feel like there was so much going on that was very, very '90s. The '80s was too tame for it. It might have worked in the ruthless aggression era, but realistically, you would have a similar cast of characters. But the '80s for WWF might have been tame, but I mean, in the '80s, <laughs> you had the Four Horsemen jumping Dusty Rhodes in a parking lot, supposedly breaking his fucking arm. You had yeah, shit I like mean, the I, I that, Quit match with Tully and Magnum TA that was actually so realistic in the violence that it portrayed that it made a wrestling fan for life out of a young RPM. You were only in your mid-twenties at that point, right? Oh, God. My point is, it could have worked just maybe not in the WWF at that point in the 80s or 70s, but it could have worked. I'm just saying, like, anything after, you know, 2008, I would say, would it would, you know, with everything going on at that point, would be too offensive to play. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, but I feel like people get too damn butthurt too damned easily uh, nowadays. I mean, like, literally, like, there's... I agree. Nowadays, there's people who are still unbelievably uncomfortable about, you know, the fucking... Katie Vick storyline. So if I had them all lined up right now, I'd slap every last one of them down the line and say, "Get over it." But I think you know, and this is just me. I feel like if you had some of the stables that have been on fire in the past, I think could have done. And I don't. I'm not talking about the shit around it. I'm not talking about the whole kit and caboodle, everything that happened in the company. I'm just talking about a wrestler getting run over by another wrestler. And I feel like if you took a heel stable that was really on fucking fire, whether it be the Horseman, one of Gary Hart's stables, or the Dangerous Alliance, I think that that could have, as far as taking a storyline that was already blazing and just launching it i mean think about it any one of those stables had somebody that you would have bought as okay this dude's just enough of a dick that i could see him either being greedy enough that he would either run someone down or he would pay someone to fucking run someone down yeah dangerous alliance you had yeah. rick rude I could totally see him being a complete jackass. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I, I, I suppose you're right. The horseman, you know, Dusty. I mean, granted, they did damn near everything else to Dusty, so why the hell not? Yeah. I mean, there's there's just so many that could work. And, I mean, granted, it's it's a hindsight thing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel as strongly as you do. I mean, and it sounds like I may have changed your mind. But I don't feel like... It just wouldn't have worked in, say, something like the 80s or 70s. I will say you are right about, you know, say about the 2008, 2009 and after. Yeah. I don't see it working. I don't see a lot of shit that they've done that was fucking amazeballs in the past working nowadays. But that's not necessarily their fault or even the fault of the product today. I mean, there's some of that. Don't get me wrong. But... Uh, a good amount of the fault lies with us. Not just fans, but as a society as a whole. 
and what we're willing yeah. to suddenly take. There's a whole lot more we would have taken in the past than we would have in most of my adult years. I gotcha. And that's just, um, that's sad to me because it seems like we are almost PC to a fault in today's world. No shit. And that is, that's a damn shame. There's no other way to put it, but that's, um, another, another topic for another episode, different day, same bet time, same bet channel. But that right there, we've given you what did happen, why it happened, and how they could have made it different, if not better. But yep. uh, hopefully, if you like this, be rest assured that there will be more coming. But for now, you can find me at the Fickle Fanboy RPM on Twitter, at the Fickle Fanboy Podcast on Instagram, and on the Facebook page. But, um, that's, uh, yeah. And, uh, you guys can find me at RevJess underscore FL Radio on Twitter. You can find my Edgy Boy Content Show, The Church Observed with Reverend Justin Deacon Sam, on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find my wonderful Tar Tarantino podcast, The Quarantino, a post apocalyptic Tarantino podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. My wrestling related show, The Fatitude Era, on all your favorite podcast platforms. And, of course, Acclaim and Shame on all your favorite podcast platforms. So, Check that shit out when you can, and uh, until next time, folks. Wait, 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 wait. What about what about our sponsor? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's right. As you guys heard from our mid roll, check out our sponsor, Counting Worm Shop, Etsy.com/shop/slash/CountingWormShop. The finest oddity products available at very fair prices. Check them out right now, Etsy.com/shop/slash/CountingWormShop. Fantastic shit. You can check them out on Instagram, Counting Hyphen Hyphen Worms. I'm just glad that I reminded you that we had a fucking sponsor because um, you would have gotten a hell of a lot more trouble than I would have if we didn't try to, you know, throw some fucking business their way. But, you know. And with that, folks, this has been a Fat Lowell's Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to SoundCloud.com slash Fat Lowell's Radio. And uh, as always, we'll be seeing you you the lady lips give a kiss on the wrist of the worm like tip yes yes yes, yes. In your mind. come back okay there there we go Woo. <laughs> thank <laughs> what are you guys doing here bye <laughs> 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 <laughs>